We made uh, just the one trade today with um, uh, Danton Heinen for uh, Nick Ritchie, and uh, I want to thank Danton Heinen, uh, a really good young player for us, and I uh, wish him well in Anaheim. Um, but you know, it was an area that we felt we needed to address from uh, some interior ice play, uh, size and strength, uh, net front play, you know, contested puck battles, things that uh, we feel that uh, Nick will bring to the table for us. He's done it. Um, in Anaheim, and we think that uh, he'll address some of those needs for us uh, moving forward. Bergeron flips it past Coyle, who gets upended by Edler and Krug to Pasternak, 45! And a power play goal. Well, we'd like to continue to play our best hockey and, and stay as healthy as humanly possible. Uh, you know, the games are going to come, and, and uh, you know, we got a couple back-to-backs. we got a trip out west, so we're going to need the depth of our club. We're in a pretty good position right now, but we have to try and maintain that. Uh, well, I th- that was the craziest start in, in that Friday's game that yeah. I've seen in a while, you know, four goals in whatever, three or four minutes probably. Uh, but, you know, we talked about before the game then that they're a good starting team, and... and we did that again today, and they, they start hard. They created some chances, but uh, you know we always want to play structured hockey and take care of our own end first. Uh, so that Friday's game was a bit of unusual for us. Clearly not good enough. I thought some guys came to play, and some guys didn't. Didn't break a sweat. Some of them it looked like. Uh, I'm sure their effort where they were trying, they were just in between or couldn't execute or whatever. But at the end of the day, it wasn't good enough. Now Charo moves in. Wagner. Tries the power in front, it kicks off, sticks all the way back. Richie, a shot, they score! With a tip out in front, Nick Richie from well out. 3.59 left in the second, 3-1 Boston. I feel like he was a little over the line towards me. Um, so, just tried to settle it down. It's not one of those things. Is it gratifying to see just the energy that the team seemed to get from that and you guys score a couple of goals after? Yeah, it's nice to see the guys respond. Um, uh, that, was, that was a big win, good bounce back win since uh, from the last game. So, pretty happy about those two points. David, why is this team been so good responding you know, to any little bumps in the road? Well, we turned the page. Uh, we, are, we correct the mistakes and uh, we believe in, uh, in each other. We believe we have a good team. Uh, we work hard, uh, we have skills, so if we play the right way, uh, you know, but uh, like I said, uh, we are we corrected in these days, we spend lots of time in the video, we do some stuff, and, uh, play a uh, tough, tough team, uh, tough game, but uh, it was nice to get away. I've been told it's a good idea to start a speech with a joke. Well, don't get your hopes up. I'm not here to tell jokes. I'm here to pick a fight. You ready? Let's go! All right, welcome back to the Boston Bee Party. I'm David Rodriguez. And I'm Tyler Skills. You just heard Don Sweeney talking uh, about the trade deadline pick with the acquisitions of Andre Kasha and Nick Ritchie, both from Anaheim. Uh, you also heard David Pasternak's 45th goal. You heard T- Tuka Rask talking about the two Calgary games. Uh, I think kind of most importantly in there, you heard the disappointment in Bruce Cassidy after Tuesday night's Calgary game. 
Um, we also heard David Krejci discussing his fight and the Bruins' ability to bounce back. And welcome to the party, Nick Ritchie with his first goal as a Boston Bruin. Yeah, uh, Nick Ritchie is definitely going to be a good player for us. To, we're going to have to see more of him. But I think he's been playing pretty fine in his first two games in Calgary and then Dallas. So I'm excited to see more of him. Yeah, he had seven hits in his Bruins debut and then a goal and an assist last night. Um, so we'll get to the, into that and just our uh, thoughts on the uh, Bruins trades in just a moment. This week, in addition to the trade deadline recap, we'll talk about last week's games. Uh, we will, of course, preview the upcoming three games in Boston Bruins hockey. Plus, later on, we'll be joined by Dan Murray of the Blown Lines podcast. Uh, he texted and reached out. He wants to come on. He was at the game last night, so we'll be interested to hear his thoughts on the two new acquisitions. Um, but, yeah, Tyler, let's let's start with our your thoughts on the Bruins trades. We got Andre Kasha from Anaheim on Friday. Uh, as soon as we got home, this trade became known. Uh, they tra- Bruins yeah. traded David Backus and his 75% of his contract along with, I believe it was Axel Axelson and a first round in this year's draft to Anaheim for Kasha. Um, yeah, I thought it was a smart move by Sweeney. Um, we obviously need that money for, like, re-signings for guys like Krug. Definitely some guys like Zabrus, too, to keep him in the future. Um, yeah, Bacchus just didn't work out for us. Um, it, it sucks to see him go. I, I like him as a player and as a person. Definitely one of the best we've seen. Down, definitely down in St. Louis, he played amazing. Absolutely. Yeah, he just didn't work out for us here in Boston. And you know, I'm excited to see more of Kasha. Yeah, I think he's an amazing player. Uh, I think the injuries really came into play for his career, and if they never did, I think they want to keep him because they think they, they see him as a star player. But he's a really good ex- acquisition, and I think he'll help us definitely around the uh, postseason. Yeah, he's a guy who uh, I was reading up on some stats from him this week. He's a he's a shoot first kind of guy, which the Bruins definitely would need. Yeah, and I think he shot most of the pucks during uh, his time down in Anaheim for most games. Yeah, I believe, uh, and I don't know the exact stats in front of me, but he was uh, the person who had the most shots per sixty minutes mm-hmm. of play uh, when he was over there. He wasn't really used much on the power play so that could be a a, a new i think we kind of did see a little bit of him during the power play during this first game against dallas i think he was on the second line for the power play okay yeah um yeah i mean i don't we'll look into the that game in a little bit i i didn't really see too much of from him last night yeah i wonder if this trade was to look at um the special teams for both the penalty kill and the power play to see to, f- to find someone who could fit in for uh the second lines, the secondary power play line. Yeah, I definitely think this that Kasha could be, you know, he's been injured a little bit. He's had a couple of concussions, including one earlier this year, and he's been out for most of this month with flu-like symptoms. He just returned last night. Um, so that kind of gives me pause. But having said that, if, the, if he can shoot more and create more chances for a guy like David Krejci to pick up an assist or, you know, uh, he was on the line with, uh, Nick Ritchie last night as well. Uh, that that could be a good line. It could. Do we finally have the fit for David Krejci on the right? I don't it's know. It's possible because Nick Ritchie and Andre Casa did play together down in Anaheim. I think they're on the same line together. So just, just that more familiarity down into Boston can definitely help them get fit into the team. Well, yeah. And again, it was. Uh, I didn't really want to see David Backus go, but I definitely needed to see his contract go. I would much rather sign a Jake DeBrusque 
have a shot at signing, re-signing Tory Krug, um, and then there's a few other guys that really need to. Uh, I want to talk about DeBrusque later because he is ice cold. Ice, oh, yeah. Ice cold. Let's just pin, put a pin in that. But uh, the other acquisition came Monday, Nick Ritchie from Anaheim in exchange for Danton Heinen. Uh, my first thought on this one is, did we just seriously trade for a, another Richie? Um, that was before I really looked into him. Looking into him, he looks like he's a stat-wise, he looks like he's a bigger Danton Heinen. Um, but again, another guy who has a little bit of scoring touch, but should be pretty solid for you defensively. I think the Bruins learned last year in the Cup Final that you need a little bit more size. You can't have all these guys under six feet. Uh, Rich, yeah. Richie joined the Bruins on Tuesday night versus Calgary in Boston and put up seven hits. I think he was a minus two. Yeah, he's definitely good for physical play. We needed that from Brett Richie, but he hasn't given that any of us that. But Nick Richie, on the other hand, has been in the first two games has been showing that he can play. We'll have to see what happens in the next couple of games, like the next five games at least. It's like where we get the review of Nick Ritchie, how yeah. he plays. But so far he's been pretty good. Um, I'm excited to see more of him. He has a goal and an assist already. He already has two points. Yeah, and then uh, was it Sunday night versus Vegas, he put up four points, two goals, two assists, was a plus four uh, for his final game in Anaheim. So, you know, are we getting him at the right time is also a Yeah, we're definitely getting him at the right time. Uh, he's definitely been on a hot streak lately. Coming from Anaheim to Boston, he kept that hot streak in, and I think if he keeps it more up, I think we're going to like him on this team. Yeah, I, I did hear uh, Krejci say something about it. It'll take some time to build some chemistry, but if he can get some chemistry with those two guys and then you keep the br- and then you drop the brusque down to that third line with Coyle and Bjork, who Coyle and Bjork have been pretty darn good together, if you ask me. Yeah. Yeah, I went PG with that. I didn't say goddamn. Um, but I think that'll be one of those... We'll have three solid first lines, and then our fourth line is really starting to warm up. Um, oh yeah, totally. If, they if, they if were you saw the, them think, last night. Yeah, I didn't know Bruce Cassidy in the beginning said like some guys didn't break a sweat, but I think this fourth line was the only line that came to play. Yeah, in that Calgary game, uh, lines in that Calgary game on Tuesday night, lines two and three did not show up. Uh, yeah, did you see Krejci during that game? He literally didn't even. <laughs> he literally couldn't get the puck during the forecheck. Oh Jesus. Yeah, I didn't like how he played. He was the one that was most notable to me during that Calgary game. All right, we'll talk about the Calgary game, that Calgary game in just a minute. Let's start with the Friday night Calgary game. Um, out in Calgary, a 4-3 to win. Let's listen to Jack Edwards and um, Andy Brickley with the two goals, the three, the, excuse me, with the four goals from that game. Puck doesn't have a lot on it when it hits this backboard behind the net and it comes right back into the slot area. There's your shot initially just deflected wide. It comes off the backboard. Bergeron drives to the net. Nice drag of the leg. Stay on side. Follow the pump. Get to the front of the goal. Pasternak's rocket. Bergeron scores off the lively end boards. Five goals in the first 6-12. Back to Yellison. York had it go off him. Found it. Coyle takes the Coleman feed. He scores! Carson Coleman threads the needle, and Charlie Coyle lights the lamp. It's 3-3. Coyle turns to the forehand off the skate. Krug slaps it cross ice. Carlo, the catch and release. Scores! 
and the Bruins have rallied to lead. 52 seconds into the second period. So we have two points for the perfection line from Bergeron, Marchand, and Pashanak. I thought we decided we weren't going to call him that. It was only NBC. You know, Come on. Wow. Tyler, you're fucking is... killing me here, brother. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Tell him whatever you want. I, I hate that nickname. I actually heard Brickley say it on the uh, the Nesson um trade deadline special on monday and i was like ah oh, come on man now you're just giving nbc more ammunition to keep using it yeah so the perfection line the one perfection line in the nhl <laughs> yeah the only one perfection line and it's the boston bruins it's not mcdavid or dry from the edmonton oilers just saying that nice it's from the boston bruins so we have perfection on our team i don't know perfection is a uh a, a hard goal to achieve but it's good to strive for yeah, well, Pasternak's definitely one of the best oh, he, players we've yeah. seen in a long time. So. He's, he's a great great young talent to watch. Um, yeah, I wonder how people take it when Marchand is called perfection. I know. Some people must just, their heads just must explode just knowing that he's a much better hockey player than yeah. they want to give him credit for. Yeah, the haters who hate Pride Martian just love him. Just be, let's be honest. They love him. Yeah, they're just, they always, they're, they're, clo- they're always attended to him. They're closet Marchand. They give him so fans. much attention. Anyway, uh, the perfection line had about two points each. Marshan with one goal, one assist. Pasternak with two assists. And uh, Bergeron with uh, two goals during this game. So that's pretty good for him. He's been going into the Calgary game. He's had a lot of goals lately. I think he's had like, he's gotten to 29 at the moment. So that's very good to see Bergeron keep up that goal streak he's had. Yeah, Bergeron is going to hit 30 goals for, I believe, the third straight year. Maybe the fourth, I'm not sure. Um Marshawn is on his way up. Excuse me, Marshawn is on his way up to 30 goals for, I believe, the third straight season. And of course, David Pasternak is leading the league now with 46. Uh, I think 50 goals for Pasternak is a foregone conclusion. I'm curious: is he going to be able to hit 60? Uh, possibly. Um, I think I don't. I don't think he could. I think he could like hit like 55 at least. He's definitely hitting 50. Without a doubt, I think he'll probably win the Rockford Trophy too. I think at this point, if he keeps up the play he's had during these couple, last couple of games, which have been really good, um, I think Pasternak could definitely get that Rockford Trophy. And I, I've seen Austin Matthews; he's currently had been having a cold streak with his goals now. Yeah, he's Same scored, with I think he scored one the other night. He's up. To yeah, 44. he's at forty-four. Ovechkin finally uh, over the weekend, I believe it was, hit seven hundred. Yep, he did. But not much since then. I think he's sitting pretty at 43 goals. Um, I know I got a little ahead of myself when I asked the question about Parstanak. Will he hit 60? I, I I agree with you. I think he's going to hit somewhere between 55 and 60, which is phenomenal if you ask me. Yeah, and the most since Cam Neely from a 93-94 season. Wow. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a long time ago. I wasn't so, even born. So, you were in high school. I was. I was. Really? Oh, well, yeah. I thought you were in like, elementary. And I was, I was super excited guess. when Cam Neely was coming back from his in- injury after fucking Ulf Samuelson tomahawk chalked his knee. Um, all right. So anyway, this game did not start the way Boston wanted. They go down two goals early. And when I say early, it's like the first two and a half minutes of the game. But 30 seconds later, Bergeron puts them on the board. And, you know, within three and a half minutes, it's three to one Calgary. Bergeron again comes to Boston's rescue at 6-12 of the first oh, period. Yeah. The, I forgot the start of the game was crazy. Four minutes into it, and, yeah. then just and then three goals from Calgary. Coyle finishes off the scoring at 12-20 of the first period. This period ends in a 
three-three tie at you know yeah, one some of the, hockey games you don't get six goals yeah. the entire game, and this one had six goals. That's that's a crazy start, probably the craziest start we've seen this season from any from any game. I I, I think for the Bruins, yeah, absolutely one of the craziest ones. Yeah, and after that, that, the game just started to slow down a little bit. Yeah, and then during Mar- the second and third period, Marshawn scores fifty-two seconds into the second period, and that's the end of the scoring for this game. Solid defensively after that. Yeah, I think um, the defensive players all woke up, even from Calgary. Boston did not get a single power play in this game, and but were perfect on the penalty kill. They have penalty minutes, though. Five for uh, Matthew Kachuk. Got yeah. in a fight with Jeremy Lauzon. Oh, uh, yeah, who won that fight? I, I, I think Kachuk did. Probably. Because, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he was born and bred to fight. His father was a, uh, a hell of a player back yeah. in the day. Um, and, you know, Matthew Kachuk could probably surpass him in uh being a better player he's already he's only like 20 years old and he's has the most points on his team wow yeah he's i think he's quickly taking over on that team as far as being one of the leaders i had heard yeah uh i i get it johnny goudreau is a great hockey player and has a little more tenure than um yeah matthew kachuk yeah i think kachuk has more poise do you think for the team yeah he has like more of that energy to bring to bring them up energize them okay um, he this, looks like it too, even the, though he's. As I've said before, he acts childish on the ice, makes stupid plays. He get, still does it, but gets in a fight with uh, Cashian from. Yeah. Ben, Speaking of Cashian, he's still suspended, isn't he? Yeah, I still can't believe he tried to s- kick somebody with the skates, and that's I think he only got what, seven fucking games. Yeah, that's, that's so stupid. Like, seriously. Anyway. Yeah, Kachuk's an amazing player. So this game was the third game on a long four-game road trip that started in New York against the Rangers. Saw them stop over in Edmonton and then Calgary. And then the very next night, they go to Vancouver and they get their fucking asses handed to them. Yeah, they do. This game was not pretty. They were down 6-2 to two at one point. I mean, you know, it's you go through three time zones on a four-game road trip that last you over a week this was basically people seem to think this was more of a scheduled loss than anything but i think it's but that to way three, too nine to three is bad though yeah nine to three yeah this rough. has to be one of tugaras's worst games i've ever seen yeah Definitely I, the worst one this season that, that was the whole team though cassidy probably could have pulled tuka between the second and third period instead of bringing him back out for the third period and i get that halak had just played the night before and it was a tough game the night before Let's listen to Jack Edwards and Andy Brickley of the Nesson broadcast with those three goals by the Bruins. Through the seam, past Car- First day, guys. It's Dave's first day. Travis Green's guys have found a surge early. Brandon Sutter, good anticipation by Grizzly. Pasternak has a breakaway. He scores! 44 for Pasternak who gets hammered into the end boards by Alexander Edler. Nice rotation out high by Bergeron. Nice fake shot by Krug. Set up Pasenak, who's wide open for this one time. And Markstrom has to respect the shot from Krug. And it was a good look by Pasenak. So everybody doing their job. You know, it was interesting the way they didn't celebrate. Grizzly through the seam past Corrali to Wagner. Corrali goes to the goal. Wagner the shot. And he scores! Chris Wagner. His first goal in 18 games. 
Yeah, so those were the three highlights from that game out in Vancouver. Uh, the rest of the game was pretty much lowlights. Boston goes down one nothing four minutes into the game. Boston Ock ties it up three minutes later. Bo Horvat scores about halfway through the period at 11.08, a little over halfway through the period. Boston gives then gives up three goals in the second period uh, before the sixth goal. They were down 6-1, to one, yeah, 46 a... seconds into the third period. This game just had a whole bunch of stink all over it. Yeah, took a rest, had a bad night. Uh, yeah, the whole team had a bad, bad night. Bad night, yeah. All the defense didn't have a single plus minus. Nobody did. Only uh, no, nobody had a plus minus. Everyone was even. Everyone was in the minus. Oh, okay. Except for Grizzly. Yeah, and, I was uh, gonna say there's no way everybody was. Yeah, there was. Yeah. A, just a couple people even, and that was Bergeron, Wagner, Grizzly, and Marshawn, and Coleman Kuhl- too. Coleman, yeah. So as well as Grizzly. And Tuka Rask gave up six goals on 27 shots. Halak comes in and gives up three goals on eight shots. Again, I think you probably could have pulled Tuka after two. You didn't need him to give up the that next yeah. couple of goals. He wasn't ready. For, he was not ready for tonight. Um, no, I, again, you, you're on that long, I, not to make excuses, but you're on a long road trip. You yeah. go through three different time zones. Yeah, it's possible he couldn't even have uh, uh, I'm pretty solid enough rest. every team that you... Any any of those Canadian teams that you played, I'm pretty sure they at least had the night off before you played them. True. Uh, Edmonton had a couple of days off before you played them, so they were rested even though you beat, ended up beating them. What, 2-1 to one, I think was the final on that? Yeah. So, um... The two positives you can look at this is, uh... The Bruins had more shots. Um, they had a power play goal. And they had a couple of good hits, even though Vancouver had more. That's all that's better, though. Yeah, I mean, looking at it, Boston outshoots Vancouver 37 to 35, one for two on the power play, uh, two for three on the penalty kill, 29 hits to 31. They were outblocked. They they had less giveaways and less takeaways. Yeah, you know, just a bad defensive game. Yeah, again, it's it, it's got to be tough. You you're in the East here. You start in one time zone. You go to New York, then you gotta go to Edmonton, yeah. Calgary, Vancouver, which is over three thousand miles away from home. Three different time zones away, so four even, right? Do they still count the mountain time zone? I think so. Yeah, you tell me. So I don't know, man. I know I was around when it was out. I don't know if they abolished it. You don't see it very much anymore. Back back when I was growing up, everything was. 8-7 central, <laughs> or, yeah. or ten nine central. <laughs> and by the way, one more thing. That was Heinen's last game as a Boston Bruin. That was Danton Heinen's last Pretty game. Pretty shitty as a way Boston, to go out, if you ask Boston me. Bruin. I don't miss him. <laughs> um, I think people, I, I put this on Twitter under the account the other day. I think people, Danton Heinen's downfall was his rookie year here. 47 yeah. points, was unable to match it the following two years. Um, he was good for us defensively in the playoffs last year he was good for us defensively although he was hot and cold he definitely had some cold streaks in him this year i'm not gonna pull that away from him um but his offensive his offensive prowess just never came to um i never really thought he was gonna be a david Postonok, but oh yeah i i thought he could have been like a uh uh a patrice bergeron light you know we were yeah we were talking earlier and with Chris Palermo, Connecticut School of Broadcasting. Uh, we was talking with him, and I had said, you know, 
Bergeron didn't come up lighting the lamp. He came up and made his bones being a good defensive center. And look at him now. So, yeah. um, am I sad to see Dan Heinen go? No, it's a business. Yeah, I yeah. think it's a good move. I think Nick Ritchie, again, it might be a, just better for us. We need more physical play, and it could help us with the defensive, defensively yeah. too. You know, um, I was I was a little underwhelmed watch, watching that first performance against Calgary in Boston with Nick Ritchie, um, but he did have seven hits, so that, of course, is going to give everybody in Boston a giant raging heart on. Yeah. Um, and then last night looked real good. Oh, yeah, goal totally. And, goal with a goal and an assist. But uh, I, I think he's a, a bigger version of Denton Heinen. Let's just hope he's not as streaky point-wise when he comes to scoring. Uh, yeah. Excuse me, on the score sheet there. So, yeah, I mean, let's just turn the page on that. Everybody really seemed to think that that was a scheduled loss for Boston. Then, then yeah, have a day. You have a couple days off before you come back to work. Uh, the trade deadline comes and goes. Boston only makes that one more move, um, and then Nick Ritchie makes it to Boston in time to play versus Calgary on Tuesday, where Boston just gets outplayed five to two. Let's. This uh, game was inexcusable. Yeah, I mean, you you heard it in the open, uh, um, the disappointment from. Bruce Cassidy, yeah, you as can far hear, as you can hear it in his voice, you know, talking about people not breaking a sweat. A yeah, he of, was pissed. You know, there was he a lot was of passengers. So let's listen to Jack Edwards and Andy Brickley of the um, Nesson broadcast with the whopping two goals that Boston gave us in that. He tries to cut to the inside. He turns it over. And here comes Marshawn. Able to step inside Hannafin and take it all the way to the goal. He gets Riddick to commit down low, and he goes top shelf over the block. And what a great play. Create your own offense, and there's the finish. Marlinholm confronts Riddick. Krug's drive, same rebound. Loose. Corrali jams it into the crease. Still loose, and it scores. Chris Wagner never giving up on the play. It's 3-2 with about seven minutes to go. This is the first game that the Bruins got outshot on with 31 shots from Calgary and only 28 from Boston. Uh, pretty ugly game. As, you see, as, as Bruce Cassidy has said, um, only very few players came to play this game and none. a couple of them did not even break a sweat. Yeah, the one I, line that I saw that really came to play was the fourth line from uh, Corrali, Wagner, and uh, Parlendholm. Parlendholm with one assist. Um, Corrali with one assist as well and Wagner with the goal. They they came to play, and you know that that second goal, the one that was had like the one goal uh, lead for Calgary. Yep, that was just hard effort from Wagner in the fourth that fourth line. They were the only ones who came to play. My in my take. Yeah, I mean that first line always comes to play. That they're, they're gonna get shut down every once in a while, as good as they are, and they're not exactly perfect. You see what I did there? Yeah. Um, but you know, I think one of the players for sure that Cassidy was talking about was Jake DeBrusque, who Jake DeBrusque was a minus one, only played 13 minutes and 14 seconds in this game. He has been cold for a while now. I saw a stat on uh, Twitter the other day, and I can try and pull it up. Uh, it was around, I think it was after this game, where they showed that Jake DeBrusque had no points in like eight games. Yeah, I'm looking right now. Last five games, zero points, nothing. He's, had, he's in the minus two. What's the date on that? 
uh, is from February 27th to February 19th. No points. Two games are only in zero, but right, so the other th- the three couple games he was in, Calgary, Vancouver, and then Calgary, minus. Yeah. So, yeah, so he's been super ice cold lately. I said eight games. It's apparently only five. But, it could know. be. It could be. I just, I'm looking at the NHL.com. They only feel the last five they're, Okay, games. they're only showing those five. Yeah, let me see if I can pull up that tweet um, real quick because I'm pretty sure I liked it under our account. Yeah. Uh, and that was a couple of days ago. So, so yeah, the fourth line, back to them, uh, they, have pl- they have a plus in this game. They have a plus one for each player. Uh, they the um, Jeremy Lauzon also has a one plus two. Um, for defense, they didn't really come to play. Only one person, McAvoy, had a point in that game. Uh, as for Rask, uh, thirty-one shots. He had a total of twenty-eight saves. So he can't. He had a better game than the the last Vancouver game. So he obviously did his did better than last time. Um, as for hits, uh, Boston only had twenty-two. Yeah, this was not a very good game for them whatsoever. Yeah, um, yeah Richie came in to play, too. He had a minus two during this game, but although I thought, I thought he played all right the way I saw him. I think he's just getting used to the team. Maybe it's just this game is just trying to get used to the new trades, the new movements, right? get familiar with them. So, once, you know, once they do, they could probably just play a lot better. So the stat that I was looking at that came out two days ago was from uh, Bruins Stats at Bruins underscore stats. On Twitter, um, DeBrusque last 22 periods, 110 minutes, 140 shifts, no goals, no assists, 13 shots, on ice for no goals, on ice for five goals allowed. That is, uh, that's shit. Yeah, you yeah. gotta, that, maybe that's why he's going to the third line because I, he Absolutely. Just... I know he's a streaky player and all, and he did have a little bit of a hot streak right before that where he had scored like, I think, four or five goals over like a two or three week span. But yeah, he's he's cooled right down. He you know it's like they threw him in the fucking freezer. Yeah, you know ten you know always going in like ten games to a game like you just don't see anything from a player. If you don't see, just move him down. It's like in the NHL EA games where you play and be a pro, and then you just get taken down the line for not doing anything. However, it's only three games or like four games you get sent down. It's kind of bullshit, but. Like ten games, it's understandable if you don't have anything. Yeah, I mean he's he's one of those guys you're gonna really want and really need to get going for the playoffs. I know last year he was in the playoffs, he started off pretty good and then he took that cross check to the face from Nazem fucking Kadri, who, you know, ends up only getting what, like a three game suspension because he was just done for the rest of the series. And DeBrusque was not the same from that point forward. So, yeah. Um Another player who's been kind of cold for me is Anders Bjork. Yeah, he's he's played well this year, but he hasn't been playing very well. What's his last five games look like? He only has one point in his last five games. In the Calgary game, he had an assist and had a plus one, but these last five games, he's had nothing. Uh, negative one for uh, the Calgary game on the 25th, and a negative two for the Vancouver game on the 22nd. Yeah, I mean, for him, I, I know he's – this is – technically his third year he's still we've talked about him being uh, technically still a rookie because of games played yeah um, and i think he got sat during the uh dallas game okay. at one point i think he did yeah so he's uh he's go he's got to be going through some growing pains i can i can understand that he's but he again he i think he's played very well for us this year would i like to see more from him absolutely but i think the bruins are starting to see what they originally saw in him yeah. yeah, and then again, you got the we've talked about it before. You got the ebbs and flows of a season 
So I think he's just in one of them little yeah. dips. Yeah, I think he'll. I think at some point, I think he will just start to hinder from those uh, growing pains. Uh, he'll get used to like the. I think he's still trying to get used to um, be on the pro league. I mean, he he did play last year too, but but he only and, he only, he didn't have a ton of games. He yeah, kind of guys, guys like Anton Bleed did come around too. Yeah, Bleed's a big guy, I think, uh, or at least plays like a big guy. So he'll. I think he should play pretty well for us in the uh, the playoffs. Um, if he does, yeah. So let's uh, let's listen to the four goals from last night's game versus Dallas, a four-three win on NBC. We have uh, Mike Milbury, Pierre Maguire, and John Forsland with the calls over here. And every chance they get to clear the puck, they make sure they do. Dallas, Osternock, Charlie Coyle, Krug readies, gets it back. His shot stopped, put off. He scores. Knocked out of midair by Charlie Coyle. Wow. What a goal. This will be fun to take another look at. Coming around the boards, he knows Charlie Coyle is there for support, and then he blows right by his man, Radulov. Radulov can't track him down in coverage, and then Marshan spins away from Polak, looking at a wide-open net. McAvoy started it. He'll make a real good play over, and eventually Marshan will just take well, it. Stick he it. makes a good play after he muffs the play, and that just made everything a little trickier. Now Charles moves in. Wagner. Tries the power in front and kicks off sticks all the way back. Richie a shot. They score with a tip out in front. Nick Richie from well out. 3:59 left in the second. 3-1 Boston. Pasternak's going to gain the line. He sees a white picket fence. Moves it to Richie. Doesn't stop. Keeps moving to the net, and he just cashes it in to a wide open net. Good awareness by Richie, but the smart play by Pasternak. Going by Essa Lindell, Mike, and he gives a bruise another two-goal cushion. Yeah, so last night in Boston, Boston goes down again. Goes down first in this game at 17:38 to give up a power play goal. Charlie Coyle ties it a couple minutes later on the power play, so that's always good to see. You know, you go into the period. This was going to be a tough game anyway. Dallas yeah. is fighting for playoff position at this point. Yeah, they're currently uh, third in the uh, in the Pacific, no, the Central Division. They're currently third behind Colorado and St. Louis. Obviously, St. Louis. Is I think they're fairly solid as being in. I think they're just trying to bump up in that spot. Of course. Uh, if yeah, I, they, if they I gotta... remember correctly, what's the wild card pointage like? Uh, wild card, Calgary and Nashville are currently in the wild card. But mm-hmm. if you've seen, seen like Winnipeg and Arizona yeah. be in that position too, so it could definitely change. Yeah, but I mean, they're, they're seven and eight points up on those wild card teams. Again, at this point of the season, that's a lot. You know, you got to win like eight straight and have a team lose four out of their eight to even tie them up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so that's just a tough spot to be in for Dallas right now. Um, this was, we had talked about this. Nick Ritchie scores, uh, well, Marshawn scores 14-44 of the second period. minute and a half later, uh, Nick Ritchie scores his ninth of the year. His first is a Boston Bruin. Um, again, I said it earlier, but welcome to the party, Nick Ritchie. Um, in the third period, Dallas scores, but then Pasternak scores, and then Dallas scores to make it tight with uh, just about two and a half minutes to go in the game. Um, this was a a hard-fought win, go up by two a couple of times, but you know, uh, 
come back down. And when I say a hard-fought win, it's not very often you see David Krejci fight. Um, do you remember the last time he fought? It's been 10 years since he fought, I believe. 10 years. So you were, what, 10 when he last fought? I was 8. Yeah, okay. So that was a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, was probably, actually, I was probably 9 by the time he fought. And it, it was a good fight. It wasn't a bullshit fight. And no. We heard him, we heard him a little earlier. Um talking about how he just felt that Pavelski was taking liberties, so... Yeah, uh, also, he got, like, seven shots into to the face of Pavelski. Hit him yeah. in the visor, though, and he busted yeah. his hand. Cuts his hand on the visor. Yeah, he had to get out for a couple of minutes, but he came back. But that ended up leading to Richie's goal, I believe, if I'm checking the times right here on that. I mean, Krejci was in the box, so the lines were all jumbled up at that point. I believe he was on the ice with part of the fourth line, and... Maybe even part of the third line. It was all jumbled up at that point because you you're missing one a couple of you guys at yeah. that at that point. So, um, but a good win. It was nice to see. I just saw that Dan Murray of the Blown Lines podcast is here. He's gonna come join us in a minute. He was at that game, so we can maybe get a little insight from him being at that game. Yeah, I think maybe we should take our break. Take our break now and have him. Yeah, so we'll take, take a break, break, and when we come back, we'll talk about last night's game, the the win versus Dallas with Dan Murray. I'm David Rodriguez. And I'm Tyler Skills. Don't forget to check us out on Twitter, at BostonBeeParty1. When we come back, we'll uh, talk about the Bruins game last night against Dallas. We'll go around the league and get our thoughts from everybody as far as the trade deadline. So uh, we'll take that quick break and be right back. No way! He's got a time machine wristband. Oh, man. I always wanted to buy one of those. It would have helped me pass math class. Strong enemies await us. Stealthy approach is strongly advised. So, you want to possess the key to the Tower of the Four Stars. You must grant a blessing from the gods first before I let you in. Be stronger than little human. You want shiny gems? You die. Remember, you don't need to play hero. Just kill the orcs that stand in your way. Now, let's fight for our kingdom. The deadline is always a you know a bit of an emotional roller coaster. You're doing a lot of conversations leading up to it. You just never know what teams are going to you know, make players fully available. Um, and then to complete a trade, you have to find a, a trade partner. In this case, it was Anaheim in both cases, and uh, you know a number of talks led to, to us being able to complete deals and address areas of need for our hockey club. You know, depth scoring was so important for us last year. Uh, we found a balance of, of bringing skill and speed and scoring maybe on the right side with with size and scoring on the left side in uh, in both Nick and Andre. And Lucic takes the tumbler intended for McAvoy. Lucic off McAvoy. Marsh on the self pass. He's got a break short hand and he scores. Brad Marsh on with his 27th lifetime short handed goal. The all time leader for the Boston Bruins. Uh, you know, I, I wish to, uh, obviously them well and thank them. They are big parts of what we were doing and have accomplished, and uh, you don't lose sight of, of impacting uh, people's lives in that regard. Um, I don't really take kindly to just being business and business transactions. I really believe there are people uh, and, and lives involved in this. Uh, appreciative of David expanding his list to be able to, to uh, look for an opportunity for him, but also to improve our club. And in Danton's case, uh, a long history with, with development of him. Uh, know him very well, his family. Great, great person. Uh, impactful player for us. I think he'll have a, uh, you know, a great 
rest of his career, um, be it in Anaheim or moving forward. And uh, and I wish him very, very well. But a difficult day. All right, welcome back to the Boston Bee Party. I'm David Rodriguez. And I'm Tyler Skills. All right, elephant in the room. Tyler, what the fuck was that? I told you not to hit any buttons. So that was my animation demo I made with uh, Lollipedis. Uh, personally, I'm pretty proud of this uh, animation demo. I've had a lot of people seeing it. Uh, this is the first time I'm sharing it publicly with people. Uh, so so my demo cost a lot of money, but I'm pretty happy with it. Yeah, all joking aside, I think it sounds awesome. Great job. Yeah. Um, so we're back. You just heard Don Sweeney. You know, almost crying about saying goodbye to Bacchus and Heinen. Um, we are now joined by Dan Murray of the Blown Lines podcast, also a CSB grad. You did graduate, right? I did, technically. Uh, uh, yeah. Thanks for having me, guys. I thought I thought I saw you there. I and also, uh, sorry, not to interrupt, when you said elephant in the room, I thought you were talking about me, and I was like, I know I have a bit of a weight problem, but no, 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 I you, appreciate it. You, and Tyler, that demo, if it on a scale looks of- anything like it sounds, it's fantastic. Thank you, on sir. a scale Very of one impressed. to ten, you're like a half a Farley. So I appreciate that. Uh, and oh, his most important job, uh, degenerate gambler. So yeah. Um, thanks for having me, guys. Hey, thanks for coming on. Yeah, totally, we're, we're glad to have you. Appreciate it. We'll see Jimmy a little later. You know, we had Jimmy My on a few weeks yeah. ago. At one of these points, we should just combine the two shows for a set. Would be fun. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> like a crossover. Yeah, all twelve just, of our listeners and all like thirteen of yours will be great. Uh, I think you got those. Num- <laughs> I think you got those numbers reversed. Yeah, it's close. <laughs> I know. All right, so Dan, we were talking about um, the Dallas game last night that you were at. Yes. So, um, good seats? Well, I got a few few gripes before we even get to the actual game. I will just run down the list real quick. This is my first game uh, this year going to it in person. Uh, they put in, speaking of seats, they put in new seats. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And you're, you're definitely a full Farley in those things. So, uh, yes, I'm not. Okay, so I'm... Uh, I'm an above average size guy. I wouldn't say, you know, I'm actually like fat or anything, but I'm a, I'm a large man. I'm a wide, wide boy. I'm also a little fat. But these seats are so small. Like they, they don't fit. They might, they might as well be the Fenway seats. But Fenway, at least, they have the excuse of like, listen, they're from 100 some odd years ago. People were smaller back then. This is just purely Jacobs trying to squeeze every penny. Total cash. And grab. the other thing, not even like I can barely fit in and out of them. There, the depth, like how far in the aisle there is, there's not much there. And I have a trick knee, tells me when there's a storm coming, but it also hurts a lot just sitting there. I hate them. I hate, they're so hate bad. Them. They're so bad. And it's for an extra like 600 seats or something. Or like they, they said it's because they wanted to change the color, right. make them all black as <laughs> but, opposed but to they like yellow. In an extra right, black. exactly. No. Um, so that's the one thing. The other thing, uh, <laughs> whoever, I don't know if anyone who works at, at the garden is listening, uh, but y'all got to step your security game up. Because we bought tickets, we were gonna we were gonna get tickets. I probably shouldn't say this. I'm like, we were gonna get tickets. My buddy was like, oh, we'll just uh, we're talking to this guy off Craigslist, and we're there, we get, like, we'll get there an hour early in case they aren't real or something. We'll, we'll we'll find other ones. We can we can take care of it. So we talked to the guy, and he's like, no, no, how could it be a scam? You don't pay me till after you get the tickets. We're like, sure, whatever. At worst, it's a waste of time. <laughs> so he then sends us two screenshots, which is. A, immediately red alarm like those aren't real tickets if they're just pictures but like hey you know what let's go try them anyways so we go into the uh the club entrance because he says they're club they're actually they say loge on the tickets but he said they're club tickets we go through uh the the guy it's an older guy tries to scan my buddies it's not working he swipes the other one he keeps scanning it finally it works and we're like uh 
okay, now we're in a weird place where Quick run. Yeah, like so he <laughs> walks through and then he won't scan mine's not scanning. And the guy's like, just come on through. So he walks me around the thing. <laughs> so we're both like get through, haven't paid a dime for anything, just with two screenshot things. And we're like, uh, what do we do? So we just run up to the club like area. Like, it's like a lounge. It's like one of those airport lounges. Because I've never been in club or anything like right. that, too. The whole time, we're, like, looking over our shoulder. Like, we're whispering to each other. Because we just don't belong there at all. And <laughs> yeah. uh, it, it felt like I felt like we were in, like, Nazi Germany. Like, when Indiana Jones, like, infiltrates Nazi Germany. And he's just like, I shouldn't be here. Like, I'm nervous. The whole time, we're like, we just got to get out of here. So, right. eventually, yeah. we bullied the guy into sending us real tickets. We did pay for it. So, if there is anyone from the Bruins listening... Uh, we did pay. We we Jake. got in illegally, and then we we made it right. So, don't worry, yeah. Jacobs. Don't worry, Jacobs. Yeah, you got your hundred bucks. Good for you. <laughs> Sorry. Anyways, yeah, there was also a game though. After. Well, Jacob, yeah. Jacobs shouldn't care because those tickets should have already been paid for. True, one hundred percent. Yeah, or track down the real scammer. Like we yeah. got scammed by a scammer. It's right. not you know. Yeah. Uh, so it was a it was a nice four three win. Yes. Tough fought. What did you think of uh, Richie and Kasha? Um, a so they played. I was surprised Richie was on the second line. Like, I, I figured as soon as they traded for Kasha, uh, granted, I didn't know much about him because I, I hate the Ducks only because they should still be the Mighty Ducks. And, and they, yeah, and they no. switch. And they I switch. And, they su- and the worst thing is they tease us a little bit with the, they throw the throwbacks, but it's not the same. Uh, anyways, Kasha. I will, I will still watch any of those three movies if I see them on yeah. TV. Yeah, speaking I, of the movies, I can't help they make it a reboot the of the, one. They yeah. make it a reboot of those movies. Like a show, way. right? I think so, yeah. yeah. Disney Plus? Yeah, but uh, Goldberg's in the crack house. So yeah, have you seen he, pictures? No, I, I've, I've heard. I've I know heard. they say crack's of, uh, great for weight loss, in, but... Instead of quack attack, yeah, it's, it's a crack, crack attack. Crack, crack, crack. Uh, but anyways... <laughs> See, this is why we got to combine the shows. <laughs> so once I saw it, uh, I, I do a little research on Kasha, and he's Czech, and I'm like, well, obviously you're going to throw him on with Krejci, you know, the two the Czech boys, they're going to go together. But I figured Richie does not fit, especially in person guy's a moose he's yeah, a large yeah. man and i don't know if they were just messing around with the lines but i figured it'd be debrusque or something on the left wing so it was strange to have richie uh with kasha and krejci and i don't think they played together on the same line in anaheim i could be wrong but they did a couple of times from, yeah, what, okay. from what i was reading they did they did have a little familiar familiar but it's not as if they but... had this unbreakable yeah. chemistry where it's like you have to throw them on yeah the line i think that was the right. intention they were going for to have like two players who are familiar with each other from another team go into just a new just team to, to, get, to start, like yeah, to, to ease them into up. it. Those yeah. New, yeah. The, that new team nerves probably to kind of yeah. ease well, it's them up. Yeah, it's a, quite a culture shock too. Anaheim, where nobody cares, like yeah. their last place team. They're to like, this. did you know we were in the on the silver screen once? Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> but you're right. Those old those old uniforms. Oh, so much straight. They need to come back. Yeah, they do. Uh, I'll actually like them. So, but Kasha was good. I mean, he Richie scored a goal. Uh, which I thought at first got deflected, but it turns out it didn't. It just bounced a little bit. So he, he got his first goal as a Bruin. Um, they look pretty good, man. I, I, they Kasha didn't stand out to me that much. No. Um, but again, you know, it's it's early game. Stars are not a bad team by any stretch. So it's like, you know, no. it, he didn't throw up on himself. So, I mean, you know, like it's a low bar the first game. You don't expect him to score a hat trick or anything. So Right. And from all accounts and from what I saw, I think Richie had a better second game than the first game. The first game he had like seven hits, I believe. And then this game he had a goal and assist. And I'm not even sure how many hits he had in this one. Yeah, he looked good, man. Another three hits in this one, two blocks, you know. So he did look good. He looked good. It's good for them. They need more size. The way they got bundled by the blues at the end of last year like they, they need more weight out there so yeah. yeah my original thought we we talked about this earlier my original thought was oh fuck we got another richie 
Um, yeah. And, you know, it was definitely good to move that money of Bacchus's contract. You're only paying, you're only paying 25% of that. Yep. Um, Axel Anderson, we may never have seen. There was so many defensive. Great name, but uh, yeah. <laughs> mediocre, mediocre prospect. Yeah. And actually, I think he's a pretty decent prospect. He's just, he's so far down there's, there's our line. There's too much of a log jam. Yeah. You know, he's yeah. Not go get back, there. what was it, three, three or four? Three years ago, four years ago, maybe, where we lost like eight defensemen in the playoffs. Yeah. We've just yeah. been stockpiling them ever since. Yep. So. We've, had, we've had a pretty good defenseman. Yeah. Jeremy Lauzon, Nerko, back in Nine, and they're all good good names. And then you got McAvoy and Carlo, who are going to be of here for course. a while. Yeah, that, so that's pretty... your one and two or yep. one and three, whatever you if want. If Char however. ever retires, yeah. I, I think, I think McAvoy is going to be your next captain. Um, we talked about this last week. You know, yes, Bergeron is probably your next captain, but I think. Uh, McAvoy is going to be your next long term yeah, captain. It's not like it's going to. Pasta will get the A, I'm sure, because that's a, oh, like a symbolic that's, thing. That's but, inevitable. Yeah. But uh, yeah, you can't give him the actual it, It's like you'll never you'll never see Bergeron skating around in a 37 without the A. Right. You know, it, it's not like the old, um, who was it? Marty McSorley had one Velcroed on, I believe. <laughs> so, oh, you fucked up. Yeah, you had enough problems. <laughs> uh, you, got, you got Gretzky injured. Give me that A back. Yeah, right. <laughs> So um, you know, it's always it's always good when the Bruins snap out of a, a losing streak. It was only two games this time. Although they, I so like I said, I'm degenerate, degenerate gambler. I did not <laughs> bet on this game, but every time I have bet on the Bruins, they've had any colossal choke from this year that you can remember. Panthers, I think Penguins was one where they that, they're up yeah, like five two going into the third. That's because I bet big on the Bruins. That's the only time it happens, and so I figured this was going to happen again in person. Because they started, they've been doing that a lot, where they they let these teams back into games. I think they've got like eleven or twelve overtime losses, and the majority of those, it's not like they've fought tooth and nail to climb back into a game and tie it up and get to overtime. It's they're they're letting teams back in, they're not closing the door and giving up valuable points. So they almost blew it again. They gave up yeah, uh, that last minute. That la- there was a goal. That last minute was a nightmare because they gave up a goal. I, I'm not a proponent of pulling the goalie early. Uh, Stars pulled it with like minutes. two and a half, yeah. even more, I think, because the goal was at two and a half minutes. I think they pulled him like with three Around minutes three left. Yeah, it's um, pretty crazy. And with Halak, too, you know, I have so, I have different feelings about so him. So just but. to kind of ask a quick question about tying up, you're always betting on the big losses. I, I'm guessing you bet on that Vancouver game that they lost 9-3? to three? Absolutely I did. <laughs> <laughs> but even worse, I bet the under. <laughs> so it wasn't even like, oh, I bet the Bruins. Oh, I bet, bet under five and a half. <laughs> And just to spit in my face, they they dropped twelve goals combined. They uh, double the over, the under. Uh, I mean, um, well, if you were betting on the Bruins at under five and a half, you would have taken. Yeah, it. right. But the problem is, like you know, like any idiot, I just don't learn from my mistakes. Uh, so I'm still here, still hemorrhaging money, uh, and uh, happy to do it. Yeah, well, I can't wait till next football season when I can just bet against Jimmy's locks and I'll be rich. Dude, you really will. I mean, I, I, we should start. Like you would think, one would think. Hey, I'm just gonna go against whatever I think is gonna happen. But then you do that, and it still somehow flips the other way. It's almost like gambling is designed for you to lose money or something. I don't know. Some, uh, you some sure? Cra- yeah, I don't know. It's just a <laughs> feeling I get. Is that why they always say at the casino the house always wins? The house does always win. <laughs> I just always thought I was the house, to be honest, but I'm not. <laughs> no, so. you were just taking all your friends in high school for yes, all their cash. 100. percent Which good for you. Thanks, man. And then I blew it all. On the under against the Canucks, <laughs> but anyways, yeah. Uh, Halak uh, also wears black skates. I know I've never noticed that before. Never noticed no, that before. No. He wears black skates. What a lunatic! I mean, I know you need like some Euro trash on your team, like that weird kind of edge. Can't all just be Canadians and Americans, but I don't know, man. <laughs> he's, he's a weird guy. Euroslav. Hey, uh, 
goaltenders in general are weird guys. Yeah, like, you have to be. Like yeah. you're choosing to sit there and have somebody shoot a frozen piece of rubber at you. Goalies, uh, relief pitchers, kickers and punters. How are kickers? Oh, how are kickers and punters? Weird guys. Yeah. Oh my god, are you kidding me? I met Vinatieri. Yeah. I mean, Vinatieri is like the exception that proves the rule. Like he he kills like. Buffaloes in his Montana house yeah. in the offseason. Like, he's a cool guy. He's going to kick till he's 50. Although he drinks Bud Light, so that's a strike against him. We don't like Bud Light? I fucking hate Bud Light. I'm a Sam Adams guy. I'll drink darker beer all day, any day. So you're out on all light beers. It's not like... Uh, More than less, yeah. Like, also, Tyler, you're not 20... I think, should we shut Tyler's mic off? He's no, no, it's cool. His dad listens, and all right, cool. his dad uh, and his brother both listen, and they pretty much give me Cabo Blanche. I like a, uh, <laughs> I like a watery beer, because I'm a big hydration guy. You can see I already have two drinks in front of me. Right. Not alcoholic. Uh, but, so, so he says. Yes, but I like you know I like to stay hydrated. So I like that little in between of an alcoholic beverage and water, which is what a Bud Light is. Is basically yes. it's H two O with Any, with beer flavoring. Anytime somebody offers me a Bud Light, I say sure I'll have a water. Yeah, it's nice. Water cans. Yeah, a little blue raspberry. <laughs> the BLs, big ladies. Do you, do you put a little Mio in there every once in a yes, while? Yes, I actually. Flavor? Well, no, I used to do that with shots back in my college days. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> I'm a bag uh, of shit. What do you want? Nah, nah nobody said nobody <laughs> but you was saying that. Yeah, I know. That I know of anyway. All right, let's let's move on. Um trade deadline was on Monday. We talked it about was. the Bruins moves earlier in the show and a little bit here with you. Um I'm just curious as to Tyler, your thoughts on around the league. Who do you think had the best trade deadline? Probably Tyler DeFoley, the Canucks. I mean they oh, that they, they they killed us mm. during the uh Bruins game we had against them. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah they he had two goals, by the way, during that game. His too. first two as a Canuck, too. Fucking, yeah. fucking Canuck. I actually like the Canucks. I do, too. Yeah. Yeah, they have a lot of good players on that team. They uh, do. Elias Pettersson, Quinn Hughes, who could be the Call of Memorial winner. Yeah, he's definitely leading the race over there. And it's yeah. been long enough to turn over. It's like it has nothing to do with the 2011 Cup run team. Like, that's long in the past. Like, I, I just kind of like the team. They, yeah. they finally retired the Sedin sisters. Yeah. Numbers. Yeah. Which the Canucks is, have a lot of good players. You want to talk team, weirdos, man. You want to talk those oh, yeah. guys. <laughs> you, want to talk, you want to talk about people who disappeared. Yeah. Like, they disappeared in that seven-game series, yep. you know? The, if they were any sort of the Sedin twins, they should have been. Uh, yep. I, I don't think Boston would have won it. So, thank you guys for going back to Sweden that year. Um, <laughs> Dan, who do you think had the best? Uh, best trade deadline performance. It's not the Bruins. I think they got nice pieces. I, I like what they did in terms of more. It was an interesting two-hander where they 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 did make themselves better for this year, but then also to free up space. Like that's a pretty impressive yeah. job by Sweeney for the Absolutely. future and for the current kind of thing without giving up too much. I have no problem letting Heinen go. I, he's such a whatever guy. I'm, I'm like, not gonna miss him. And that contract that they gave him, I was like, this is a Shirelli contract where it's like they love to help out the guys where it's really not like he was making less than three. I know, but it's still just like it's just a guy. Like who cares? Fair. Um, fair. <laughs> and also, his name's Danton Heinen, which is a cool foreign name, but he's a Canadian kid. So I don't like I don't like that kind of confusion. I'm really into nationalities today. I don't know why. But uh, so you, well, you said you guys are recording after this. So you're, yeah. just, you're just trying to get into that yeah, mode. Get in that mode. <laughs> um, I like the Canucks a lot. I like the Toffoli move. I like um, the Penguins are one of my. It's it's weird to even call them a sleeper because they're the Pittsburgh Penguins. But they're kind yeah, but they're kind of getting slept on um, in terms because you know you got the Lightning and you got the Bruins in the East coming up. Uh, that are kind of the big heavy hitters. I like just adding Marlowe, just a veteran who's still got some in the tank. He's not quite yeah. – he's obviously not what he was. <laughs> he's not quite a Joe Thornton. No, it, yeah, he's not quite there. But I like that. Um, I like Martinez going to the Knights. 
they got what's what's the goalie out of uh, Liner. Robin, yeah, Robin Leonard. Um, that was a good move by Vancouver. Right. Um, I guess Chicago lowballed him on a longer term contract, and he was like, "No, I ain't having that." The yeah. guy can't yeah. get any respect. He played great last year in on the island. He did, yeah, in, in New York, and he's been playing great this year in Chicago. And he's for, kept them in a lot of games too. Where for an absolute shit team this yep. year, we've mm-hmm. talked yeah. about them a lot. Um, them and Detroit, the two teams we've talked about being shitty and the Bruins losing to. But um, so that was definitely a good move. I kind of I agree with you on the Pittsburgh. They also got Connor Sherry. Oh yeah, yeah, Evan yeah. Rodriguez mm-hmm. from um, no, no relation from Buffalo. <laughs> um, I had talked earlier in the year. I wanted Blake Coleman out of New Jersey. Mm. Um, I think New Jersey did great this trade season. They have a lot of pieces to rebuild with. Um, yeah. But I, I did not. I think Tampa has a nice little diamond in the rough with Blake Coleman down there. Yeah, like that. Like they yeah. need it too. Like, all right, great. The rich get richer. Hey, listen, they got to face Toronto in a seven-game series as of right now. So, so what? <laughs> like that. Yeah. My biggest gripe with that is they have the same uniform, and that's just it looks like a scrimmage every time. Like they're just the reverse of each other, and that's my biggest problem. Fair. Toronto's got yeah. no. You're right. That's no gonna shot. be that's gonna no be, shot. You know what? To a Zamboni driver. Maybe, so. maybe yeah. they'll get some color rush uniforms like the NFL. Yes, I'd be in. <laughs> Spice it up, man. Listen, the, once the Golden Knights started wearing like white gloves. The book is out the window. You can do whatever you yeah. want at the NHL. Yeah. There's no rules anymore. Do whatever you want. And Seattle comes in next year, so I'm, the I'll be Ugh. I'll be interested because I don't think they've named that team yet. It's just no. Seattle it's, hockey on. It's Twitter. heavily rumored that they're the Kraken. That would be that would be pretty solid. <laughs> it's pretty wild. <laughs> it'd be solid. It, would it be solid? I don't know. I don't, That's so weird. I don't. It'd be I, pretty funny to me. I like it. Yeah, yeah. I like the Seattle Sockeyes. Just play the clip from uh, Clash of the Titans. Oh, release the Kraken. Funny story. Uh, well, I guess you'd be the judge. But the <laughs> Seattle Sockeyes is one of the uh, was one of the other front runners for the nickname for the new the thirty second NHL team. Seattle one that's coming out next year or two years. I from think now. it's next. Uh, but the name hasn't officially come out yet. But the Sockeyes is like a I think it's like a salmon or something. But yep. you know Sockeyes also there's fighting in hockey. It's a black guy. It's a good. I think it's a good like name. It's goofy. But now there's a lot of pushback because there is a series of, um, for lack of a better term, romantic novels of more of the adult variety that are about a a fake nhl team called the seattle sockeyes it's from this woman in the seattle the greater seattle area all right um that is a pretty well to do like pretty large following of things and they have kind of taken that name off the shelf off the off the chance of maybe that being the team because there's already a pretty big following following of the seattle sockeyes and they don't want to pay the royalties royalties and it's all kind of a bad affiliation too so that's kind of they're not doing the sockeyes anymore but if you google it there's uh there's a lot there fun stuff don't do it on your work computer but no 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 No. well fortunately i don't have a real job (laughs) that's true my real job i'm a waiter so i'm I'm, I'm, working yeah you could do it on the the pos machine or something yeah no, 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 no internet. On, well, no uh, browser, I should say, on those. <laughs> yeah, because of you. <laughs> Shh, my wife listens. Hello. My dad listens. <laughs> I miss Rodriguez. Yeah, your you dad. Look beautiful. Your dad listens. So, and my brother. He's probably one of our uh, our best contributors outside. Yeah. You know, always giving us feedback. Him and Chris, Evan Chris Palermo. Chris Palermo, of course. Um, Shout out, Chris. Shout out, Scales family. You know, um, the Devils, I said, I think they had one of the better ones. They uh, they flipped Wayne Simmons for a fifth-round pick. Who cares? Right? <laughs> Who cares? Yeah. But you got you got somebody who I like Simmons four or five years ago. Yeah. Would have been a great ad four or five years ago. I am so happy they didn't get him last year or this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Um, the Ducks obviously kind of cleaned up as far as that rebuild mode. Yeah. Um, Toronto, you know, they traded away a goaltender only to um, lose to a Zamboni driver, which brings me into my next little segment. I had so much fun. I think it was Sunday morning waking up to all the all the shit about oh, Toronto that was losing. so satisfying the, uh, the um, backup backup goalie yeah losing to the backups backups backup yeah you know he's actually the Zamboni driver's backup too mm. so but no <laughs> that's a that's a good story because I want to talk about this because there's been a lot of talk since that happened of is this good for the NHL I like the feel good story you don't always get a feel good story during the sports year um but you got this guy, he's 42 years old. He practices with the AHL team, the Toronto Marlies. He's the emergency backup goaltender in Toronto. Two goaltenders go down. And I don't know, I, I didn't see the first goaltender to go down, but I saw the Marazic. He dives for a puck up mm. near the blue line. Like, yeah, stay in your net, bro. Right. Kyle, especially <laughs> when you know you're the last line of defense, too. You're like, right. I got to stay yeah. healthy for this game. I'm, like, I'm kind of curious. Did he know the backup goaltender? Did he want to get him yeah. his shot? You know, he's 42 <laughs> years old. He's not signing a contract Or just that soon. level of, like, do or die. Like, I mean, shout out to Mrazek just being like, we got to win every game. Like, there's yeah. no there's no quitting this dude. <laughs> he's throwing his body. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Carolina is two points out of a playoff spot right now, so. No, but I thought what happened to the backup goaltender was like, kind of kind of kind of dirty with uh kyle clifford i i missed it yeah, I, honestly oh he, he like dove into his head and he like he Ooh. lost his helmet and he got hurt what did he try the uh the diamond cutter <laughs> i think he did yeah did you see uh that guy kick do you this is like a little a couple bit... weeks ago cash in yeah. yeah oh my god i can't believe he only we were i said it earlier i can't believe he only got seven games it's kind of dope though when you think about it is it like sometimes you forget, or maybe I'm just an uh, idiot? But like, meet me here. They have, they have swords here. on their feet. It's kind of dope. Like, meet like, me here next week. I'll bring my skates. I know it's just cool. Like, <laughs> you, you think of being more, you know, movies and stuff. They got damn knives on their feet. It's yeah. dope. I mean, I yeah. I thought the. Uh... The I Marty said more Mc... kicking. There should be more kicking in hockey. I thought the Marty McSorley baseball swing to Don Brashear's head was fucked oh, sorry, up. Sorry, because we swear. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. We do all the time. Yeah, but it's yeah. explicit. Poop. We actually, <laughs> we actually learned it by listening to your podcast, uh, Blown Lines Podcast. Follow them on Twitter, at Blown Lines. I appreciate that. Yeah, the Blown Lines Podcast. Uh, we swear way too much. It's actually a problem. When I listen back, it's painful. you gotta, you got to yeah. start using the old... Uh, that's not on that one. I was going to do the, three, we can, you the can edit the post. Beep, you can uh, throw the beep. In the post. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, I did all my editing already. This is all just getting mashed together at the end. That's you know, the way to do it. Cut out, cut out a little bit of dead air and call it a day. Um, so, I mean, I follow um, on Twitter. It's a site called did the Leafs win. And I woke up in the, that morning and it said, no, and we lost to a 42 year old Zamboni driver. And I just laughed the rest of the day. It absolutely nice made feeling. my absolutely made my Sunday. Yeah. They can't get out of there. Fuck the way, Leafs, man. They really can't. Fuck the Leafs. Fuck really? Austin Matthews. Fuck uh, William Nylander. Fuck all of them. Well, one one of the things too that is coming up is that wonder people are wondering around the NHL should they change the emergency goalie situation? And I say no because it's a feel good uh, story. If you're gonna change it just because. Um, the prodigal son in the Toronto Maple Leafs lost to a backup goaltender. That's on the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah, fuck, it is. Fuck them, man. I also, I mean, I think anything you can do, any kind of quirk is similar to baseball, but like anything that makes it makes hockey unique. It's a quirky thing. It's cool. It's got history. Now he's one in many lines of like an emergency backup goalie, and anything like that can kind of transcend 
through because hockey is obviously not the number one sport or anything in, in America. So anything that can get you on it should be anything that yeah. gets you on Good Morning America, anything for like five minutes of some like here is what happened and blah blah blah. Like that's all good. That's yeah. all good for the league. It's all good for growth. Yeah, yeah and absolutely. this is why I love hockey as a sport. Like it's it's always so unexpected. Like you could, like my brother could be a freaking goaltender for the Boston Bruins if he ever went to a game. Oh my god, I'd have to become a fucking uh, Islander fan. Speaking or of unexpected, <laughs> unexpected, and I forgot to bring this up. David Krejci got in a fight last night. Yes. Oh yeah. He did. <laughs> I can't yes. believe I forgot. First to time talk. in ten years. Oh my god! And he was throwing punches. He landed him. I think he hurt his head. I mean, he yeah, skated he kinda, off two minutes later the, the whole time. Head. Yeah. But that was crazy. It was like a dog he, on his hind legs. It was yeah, weird. It, it didn't, like it didn't seem dog. right at all. But it, it got the people going. Well, it got the boys buzzing. Well, like that three-legged yeah, dog on the Alice in Chains album. Yeah. <laughs> Alice in Chains rules. They were all right. I like them. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because you, you were like there. I just uh, yeah. like the two songs that I know. By yeah. <laughs> well, I, I got the old that album. I, I found it at home. I'll bring it in for you someday. I appreciate that, man. Uh, I just saw Jimmy walk in. Maybe we'll have him come in for the last couple of minutes of this. If, yeah, uh, sure. Well, we'll, maybe we'll just make, make him sit in the corner. The problem is the smell, man. <laughs> well, I mean. I'm just kidding. <laughs> just, just buy him a toothbrush and some deodorant. <laughs> I try. He doesn't use it. He's you got, can lead a horse to water, but you can't. Yeah. Make him brush but, his teeth and take a shower. You can't make him have sex with another horse. <laughs> yeah, you actually can. That's, that's what they do that, with uh, that's racing horses. That's yeah. usually pretty easy, Put him out right? to stud, yeah. But that's oh, okay. Oh, God. Hockey. <laughs> <laughs> I know. This is great. Like I said, we got to mash the two shows together because it just goes haywire at some point. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no. I live off the rails, man. That's my uh, All right. So um, the one other thing I want to talk about, there was a fight uh, in the AHL where a – uh, between the checkers and uh, you'll please forgive me, I forget the other team. I forget the two guys' names. Tyler's looking it up for me right now. But guy gets knocked unconscious. They need to pull him off the ice on a stretcher with a respirator, which is probably the most dangerous part, if you ask Yikes, me. Yeah. And people again are once again calling for the end of fighting in hockey. I wanted to get your thoughts on it, Tyler. So what? yeah, the two guys who fought were Kale Kessie and Derek Shepard, Percy Bears and Charlie Checkers. Uh, the video's about 26 seconds. Um, the guy fights. Shepard knocks out Kessie, and he, like, calls for the ref, and then yeah, imme- yeah, it's, it's pretty serious immediately. Yikes. Like, yeah, I, think I don't he, know if you're sorry. They, they go down together. Yeah, I'm going to show you what right And now. then the guy comes up, and he's calling for a trainer immediately. Um, I'm, a, uh, I'm a big proponent. I haven't seen the, the video, so, like, I, I, you know, it could be worse. I'm a big proponent of you – you don't understand the consequences of getting taking fighting out of hockey. Like this is such a rare thing that a guy lands a knockout punch or something like that. This happens far more often on a bad check or something, or a guy's head hits the ice or anything like that. And the level, if you don't let the players police the game themselves, more and more hits like that are going to have more checks, more dirty stuff that's going to lead to far more injuries than people just chucking nuts. Because the fact of the matter is, it's difficult to box when you're wearing two knives on your feet on a, on a sheet of ice. I thought they were swords. They're swords, they're knives. They're, some people call them skates, I don't know. But <laughs> that level, it's hard to connect punches, and you're grabbing each other. Like, they're not really – I mean, granted, I've never been in a hockey fight, but they're not real, real punches most of the time. You, you're kind of connecting, and if they are, it cannot be any worse than some of the hard hits that people take or guys heads down, he gets checked from behind. Those are just as bad, if not worse. They happen way more, and if you don't let the players police themselves – it's only going to get worse. Yeah. I, I completely agree with that. I mean, you want to do something about fighting. Maybe you change it from a five-minute penalty to a 10-minute penalty. Sure. Like, like a or you do like a yellow card thing like in soccer. If you fight two games in a row, you get a suspension. You can do other yeah. things, but right. you can't, that's, just, that's really good. can't but, just toss it out. But I, I definitely agree that I, I 
grew up, I love the old fights. Stan Jonathan, Lyndon Byers, old school Bruins getting in big fights. Um, I, I love the videos. But, you know, you learn all this stuff about concussions now, and it's like, all right, maybe you shouldn't. But in hockey, again, it's always been a sport of self-policing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the refs do their best. Sometimes the refs just put their whistles away, and all of a sudden the game gets out of control. You know, if you run my goaltender, I'm coming after you. Right. I'm, yeah. I'm sorry. Like, there need to be the consequences. Goal, the goaltender's like my quarterback. Right. You know? Yeah. If you run my quarterback, I'm coming after you. I'm not doing a Miles Garrett thing. That's a damn <laughs> yeah, thing. Yeah, sure. Um, and I'm not doing I'm not doing a uh, Marty McSorley thing either. Right. But you know, I, if you're gonna come after one of my teammates, you go after my captain, you go after my goaltender. It's within the rules that I can do this, so 100%. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna tell you, you know, it. I think the days are gone where you just send out a goon line. I there's you really don't have. Well, it's not worth fighters that anymore. roster spot to just have the fighter. You need to be yeah. able to play hockey the skill. as well. Right, so. like the the Sean Thornton's great player for Boston. Right. Great locker room guy. Th- but... Those guys are gone. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, you, you don't have those guys anymore. So, but I also think, like you said, from a marketing standpoint, with the the emergency goalie, it separates you. Hockey fighting is a big part of also what, like no one is going to then be like, oh, they got rid of hockey or got rid of fighting in hockey, now I'm going to tune in. Now this game is safe enough. No, You're going to lose far more fans that are like, you've changed the game. Absolutely. I don't like it anymore. It's, I don't even recognize it anymore. Then you're going to get some random Fairweather fan that's like, oh, it was too violent, but now, I, like, now I'm into it. I'm going to start watching hockey. That, that ain't going to happen. So you got to keep what makes your sport unique. There are different ways you can kind of file it down, like we said. I mean, the game – talk about the game policing itself. You've basically gotten rid of the grinder goon – because you just can't, teams can't afford to have one roster spot taken up by a guy who can barely skate. So the game itself has evolved to where it's policed that position out of it, and it'll keep doing stuff like that. But you don't outright it's, outlaw it. It's not yeah. like it's not like you have bench clearing brawls like back in the seventies, early eighties. Right. Yeah, it's the Bruins going into the stands. Yeah, <laughs> Milbury with his shoe. Jesus, uh, I hate that guy. And you know what? Say what you will. He's a good hockey mind. I, I like his analysis when I see him on NBC. Um, yeah. So, uh, so as the Boston Beat Party, we're gonna propose two changes. One, I think, and we can vote on this, is each team brings their own scrub to the game as the emergency bo- uh, backup goaltender. Okay. Not nobody on your roster, just whatever jerk off you would use at your own stadium for your emergency guy. Bring, yeah, bring in a fan. Bring what about him, the mascot. Bring with you. Sure. Why the mascot, yeah. You want, you want to see Blades in net? He's got to keep the mask on? Yeah, well, that's the thing. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, like, A, it's probably it's not going to be a skill of a guy, but if he keeps – it's not a skill of a hockey player, but if he keeps all the, the mascot stuff on, he's covering 90% of the goal with pads and everything. Like, that's a tough – that's tough to get – I would go five-hole every time. I feel like it would be Not hard all to, teams have mascots, though. I go well, then that's shelf. a dis- competitive disadvantage. I go top shelf. What is it with you blown lines, guy? When Jimmy was on, we were talking mascots, too. Yeah, Gritty. <laughs> I love a mascot, man. Yeah, they, yeah. I could love you a imagine, mascot. Could you imagine Gritty in that? That would actually be kind of hilarious. That would be terrifying. Yeah, he, you know uh, sorry, I'd be worried. If, I'd pass up. I'd pass it. I wouldn't shoot it. I, like, he'd look me in the eye, but then like also his eyes like kind of wiggle, and he'd be, also be looking at my, my – I don't know. I don't like Gritty. Gritty <laughs> See him drop out. the gloves? I, I think we just accidentally Gritty is basically Goldberg now. Like, that's – like also the Flyers, Goldberg is a Flyers fan. We've come full circle. Oh yeah, and now yeah. he's Universal Champion. Yeah. Oh god. And a lot of WWE fans are pissed. I think we just stumbled on the next event that the All Star Game is a, uh, a mascot, mascot game, full yeah. full mascot Forward, gear. Yeah, yeah. Oh uh, man, yeah. Uh, and then the other rule change for fighting, maybe instead of five minutes, go to ten minutes. I think those yeah. are 
Re- yeah. And keeping rules helmets on too. That keep that keeps it um, keeps the game the same. Yeah. You know, slight slight tweaks. Each team brings their own. You know, goalie coach or whatever you want. You know, Zamboni driver, sure. whoever. You know, Tom, Dick, or Harry. I don't care. No, you know, I I kind of I've always kind of liked that. You know, um, or maybe it's your equipment manager has to be your emergency goaltender, something like that. Yeah. So, uh, so next week we got three games coming up. We have the Islanders. Tampa Bay and Florida before the next time we talk to you. Um, all three of them will be on the road Saturday afternoon at 1 o'clock. Boston heads to the Isle. Um, the Islanders currently are... Dave's fucking up on his stuff again, so... They're in the wild card, correct? Yeah, they are first in the wild card in the East with 78 points. They are one point behind Philadelphia yeah. for third Columbus, in the Columbus, no one's going to catch up to them. So yeah. I, think the, the, I think the Islanders are definitely making it. So I think that'll be a tough game for us. Uh, I, I got... I got Bruins winning this one in a very close game. I, I think a 3-2 score. I think uh, Rask will play this game. Uh, Rask has had a couple of trouble with uh, guys like Barzell and uh, Bailey on the Islanders. So it'll be an interesting game. I think the defense is going to be at the top, obviously, when that first line goes out. So a pretty uh, exciting game. Yeah. I, I love the Islanders. I hope they win a cup one day. No. Nah, I agree. They've won enough, if they be- damn it. <laughs> Still one of the funniest things is – Last year, they're going on an absolute run because they're playing in the barn in the Nassau Coliseum, and then it always comes back to money. Then they switch to, to Barclays. They lose their entire home yeah. field advantage, and they just shit the bed, and they're done. <laughs> and that's the kind of stuff you cannot make up, and that's why you're the New York Islanders. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, you may as well be the New York Jets. The, Ma- or the Mets, yeah. Oh, the yeah. Same Mets. thing. It's yeah. all like yeah. the amount of people that have followed it's those a New York three team. teams. They, oh, have yeah. to ha- they have to have a good team. And a shit team. Yep. I just can't figure out what their good team Shout is. Shout out to the is person that's an Islanders, Knicks, Mets, and Jets fan. Whoever you are, tomorrow will be better, man. Just keep your head up. It's <laughs> yeah, for the Knicks, especially the Knicks. Tough, it's a tough life for you right now, just, but maybe it'll be better. Just please don't jump. <laughs> Jesus. That's um, a tough, tough and street. then on Tuesday, Boston heads down to Tampa to see the new look Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, Tampa, of course, has been on a hot streak kind of cooled off a little bit boston is uh seven points ahead of tampa bay with tampa has one game in hand and you were both tied for the same amount of wins so this is a big game big game i think i i don't know about this one man i think tampa bay could pull it off yeah big measuring stick game absolutely yeah this is going to be an important game for us to play i think tampa's beaten us twice this year already yeah one in the shootout obviously one in the shootout so i mean that's uh that's just a scheduled loss whenever Boston makes it to the oh, shootout. That's the worst. But yeah. I mean, they they went on a, a tear. They were like twenty zero and two at one point. Um, Vasilevsky had a set a goaltender point streak at one point. Um, yeah, I mean they're they're just a really good team. Like they're they, so much. They they're just so good, top to bottom. The depth, yeah. the talent they have, it's unbelievable. Yeah, Pat Maroon. And I, I, no. I, I, I hate Pat Maroon. It's hard for me to say these words, but I like what Tampa's done this year. They started slow. Yeah. After getting their ass handed to them in the playoffs last year, after you know handing the rest of the NHL their ass mm-hmm. all year, um, but they they figured it out. They've gotten it together. They went on yeah. a, on a run. They're getting hotter at one of the right times in the year. You pulled yourself back into the playoff race. Yeah, I and, mean it's kind yeah, of it's, it's a hack. Pi- oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, it's very good for the Tampa Bay Lightning to get all these wins. They have such amazing players like Stamkos, Kucherov, uh, Point. Braden Point, uh, and now they have Blake Coleman. Make them a lot better. They have a you lot just, of goals. You just got to put that fucking knife in my back every time, huh? And you got Hedman on the blue line, you know? too. Oh, Hedman, too, yeah. yeah. Although he's getting kind of old, but... 
but yeah, uh, yeah, but he's still good. he's still a great defender. Of course, he really is. Yeah, there. I mean, it's he's it's not old like Chara. Obvious pick to pick them to win the cup. Um, it's kind of a chalk pick, but I also I think they're gonna go like I picked them to begin the year because the way uh, Virginia. I don't know if you follow March Madness at all, but they got embarrassed two years ago where they lost to a 16 seed. They were number one seed. They're like the best team in the country. They lose the first game of March Madness, and then this past year come out and win it all. So they go zero to sixty like that. I I think the Lightning do that too. I think you. The fact that they get bounced in the first series means they've got more fresh legs than anyone else, and they're just really good. Yeah, yeah. that's so gonna good. that you bring up a good point there because the deeper the Bruins go into the playoffs, the more tired their legs are gonna get. I mean, last yeah. year the Bruins went as deep as you could possibly go into the playoffs, right? Without doing the winning part, so it's this, truly the worst <sighs> you could do for like your confidence for your legs and everything but it, they haven't missed a beat they've looked pretty damn good no they have oh, they, yeah. they had that what two week span where they yeah. where they, yeah, they just in. absolutely dominated everybody yeah they've been yeah. playing well so um i i i agree with tyler i think that's going to be a tough one i wouldn't be surprised if you lose that in overtime or a shootout it's gonna be a great game i, I don't it's see gonna be a good game, yeah. i don't see another vancouver nine to three game on the schedule but you never know if you do let me know so i can bet the over <sighs> and then and then it'll and be then a one just lose it'll one be one nothing, nothing in <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and then next Thursday uh, at Florida, so doing the little Florida America's penis thing. The swing, yeah. Um, yeah. The swinging dick of America down there. Uh, Florida has had a pretty decent season, although right now, where are they in the playoff structure? They are currently in fifth in the wild card. They are four points out of that second wild card spot. So they got, you know, I was actually surprised. I had mentioned um, Huberto. I, I really meant to be talking about Trocheck, who got traded. Oh. Where did Trocheck end up? Carolina. Uh, Carolina. Yeah, yeah. So that was a good move by Carolina. Oh, although yeah, totally, they should have traded for a goaltender. Was yeah, a, they can put the puck in the net though. Yeah. Panthers. Yeah. I like them. They can. Um, but they, you know they gave up what? Four guys. Yeah. Three. Four, four, four guys. guys. Yeah. So Florida, you know, are they giving up on their season? I don't know, but they definitely got a nice haul. They should not give up on their season at all. They don't have a fucking cup in their record, unlike Tampa Bay. So, yeah, yeah they should not have done. That. They should have not given up that many players for one really good one. Carolina. I mean, it's not like they even got a goaltender, unless they were just planning on signing that fifty-year-old guy who drives the Zamboni. They should. <laughs> they not? should really try it. Well, they invited him down as a special guest to honk the horn and whatnot. Yeah. So and and drive the Zamboni too. <laughs> Just want to do your daily job. So, I, I have has Boston played Florida since that come from behind? They have once. I think they, they beat them. Okay. Yeah. I couldn't remember. I mean, I I know that that's probably a little chip still on Boston's shoulder. So it's on my shoulder too. Yeah. Well, I mean, that was another one. That was a big blown loss. Mom always said, "Don't play ball in the house." Yeah. So. I don't know what that means. I don't know how that applies, <laughs> you, right? you never watched the Brady Bunch? No. Oh jeez, I'm really that fucking old. Kind I've watched yeah. the Brady Bunch with my dad when I was a kid. Well, that doesn't make me feel any younger. <laughs> I've met your dad. I don't think he's that much older than I am, but hi, Roger. <laughs> All right. I think that's going to do it. You guys got anything else? Uh, no. no. I mean, if anyone... Um, like Last my... year, there's some stuff in Calgary that I forgot to bring up. Uh, Ra- it. it was actually Rass's first loss in home. First oh, regulation one. Oh, yeah, the other day. Yeah. The first yeah. regulation loss at home all season. Another so, one I love. I believe he tied uh, yeah. Tiny Thompson from like 1920-something. Yeah. Great goalie, man. 
right. Nelson right. Marshall scoring. I love when he talks shit. Like he, oh, the backline, yeah, he, he was talking shit. Scores the short-handed goal, and then he almost fights the entire team. That was pretty so, awesome. Yeah, Marsh, I love it when he does that. Marshy scored uh, last night as well. So there was a just to bring it back to the, the game last night. There was a Stars fan in front of us, uh, very into the game, very emotional. This, he got thirty old guy who's wearing a beanie. It was a weird thing. Um, he got so furious when Marshan scored. Like he starts going about how overrated he is. He looks like he's on the verge of tears. And we're like, dude. I mean, I know he's like he's just such a rat. And we're like. Yeah, I know he's a rat. Like, he fully – like, no one's denying that he's yeah, but, not, like, a scumbag. But, like, he's also our scumbag, and he's really talented. And it's, like, this exact reaction, like, the way you're reacting, that's the whole point. Like, that's why he does what he does is to – Haters get, love him. Yes, haters love like, him. He's that guy that if he wasn't on your team, he would be your most hated guy. But, like, Absolutely. those are the best yeah. guys to have on your team. Right. Haters love him. Right. The, the guy honest. you don't want to play against – is the best guy to put on your team. Right. The guy that yeah. when he fails, you f- you feel like that incredible like satisfaction. You want those pieces of shit on your team. Right. No, and I, he's the best one. He's I, the king of those guys. A couple of years ago, I hated Carey Price. Would I have loved to see him in Bruins black and gold when he was at the top of his game? 100%. Fuck Absolutely. yeah. Yes, Absolutely. I can say the same for like, uh, Tom Wilson from the Capitals. I'd love to have that guy on my team. He's oh, just, yeah. Right. Absolutely. I mean, he's a dangerous player. But dangerous, dirty, but he's a good yeah. player. I good mean, player. Marshawn, you can make the argument that over the last few years, he's really started to take that next maturity step. Yeah. But he still keeps a little bit of an edge to the game. So, um, And he, Tyler was saying he felt like he didn't even get a, a vote for the All-Star game because of the fact that he's that pesty guy. Yeah. Which sucks because at the time, I think he was sixth in the league in scoring. Yeah, he was like top five. Near, yeah. near top five. Well, and also I think Pasta takes – with that line being second fiddle, so even much. though even though you're yeah. still that good, but with the way he's playing, especially this year, like you're just not going to get the kind of uh, recognition that Dave's going to get. <laughs> Dave <Yeah. Pastas. laughs> Absolutely not. All right, well, Dan, thanks for coming on. Yep, thank thanks you for having so me, much, guys. Man. I look uh, forward to listening to the Blown Lines podcast. Blown Lines on. podcast on iTunes and Spotify. If uh, if you like the sound of my voice and or the dumb shit that we say, it gets even dumber. Uh, it's a football, slightly football based, but mostly gambling. Uh, but we also just talked Harry Potter last week. It's all over the place. But uh, yeah, I, <laughs> if you want to give it a listen, check it out. True, true or false? You want some money off of uh, Jimmy? You bet him on the Quidditch games in Harry Potter. Yeah. So he's uh, sometimes I did because he doesn't realize it's a movie. So, and he's seen it before. That's the sad thing. But he thinks he thinks Quidditch is real, and he thinks they're live broadcast games. So I always know if <laughs> Gryffindor is going to win or anything. It's kind of mm-hmm. sad. Um, but it's nice. It's like taking yeah. money from a baby, but yeah, yeah. yeah that's my goal. Just think that. of all the free lunches. You yeah, have. exactly. Yeah. Uh, and what's, uh, how can we follow you on Twitter? Uh, Twitter is, you could follow me specifically, Little Mermaid. Uh, my name is Dan Murray. So little, and then M-U-R-R-M-A-I-D. Jimmy is Jimmy Shea 19. That's Jimmy spelled normal way. Shea, S-H-E-A 19. And then you can check out the Blown Lines, uh, at Blown Lines. That's it. Yeah. At Blown Lines on Twitter. Excellent. Again, thank you very much yeah, for coming thank in. Thanks, Thanks for, for reaching out. You know, we got to do this again. This was a lot of fun. <laughs> Next yeah. time I scam my way into a Bruins game, I'll be back. There we'll you go. Nice. <laughs> I'm David Rodriguez. And I'm Tyler Scales. This has been the Boston Bee Party. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Boston Bee Party One. We'll talk to you next week. Pasternak's rocket. Bergeron scores off the lively end boards. Five goals in the first 6 12. Back to Yellison. York. Had it go off him, found it. Coyle takes the Coleman feed. He scores! Carson Coleman threads the needle.
and Charlie Coyle lights the lamp. It's 3-3. Bergeron flips it past Coyle, who gets upended by Edler Krug to Pasternak, 45. And a power play goal. Grizzly through the seam, past Corrali to Wagner. Corrali goes to the goal. Wagner the shot, and he scores! Chris Wagner. His first goal in 18 games. He tries to cut to the inside. He turns it over, and here comes Marshawn. Able to step inside Hannafin and take it all the way to the goal. He gets Riddick to commit down low, and he goes top shelf over the blocker. What a great play. Create your own offense, and there's the finish. Number 47 for Boston. Both guys, five minutes each for fighting! Yeah.